All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest in Future Titan for today, I'm so excited, honored to have David Acosta from beautiful Los Angeles, California. David, thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor to have you on the show. Oh, man, it's my honor to be with you. I respect you and I have admire you. You're doing a great job putting this information like out there for everybody and having a chance for you and I to reconnect, man. So thank you so much for having me, Greg. Oh, David, it's an honor. Episode 177 at that. I mean, this is just absolutely fantastic. So uh, if you're ready, David, let's just go through the series of questions, really get everybody to know you sure. deeper as a man, as a professional. So uh, the first question is kind of telling everybody just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, so I'm from Mexico. I was born and raised in Mexico on the border with El Paso, Texas. So on the wow. other side in the city called Juarez that a lot of people have heard a lot of bad publicity because it actually got really bad with like crime and all that stuff. But, Interesting. but I was uh, very fortunate that I was raised there and my families were educators, my mom, my grandma, a lot of a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, well, you got to get an education, get to school, get a degree. And I never practiced with that degree, but I found out early enough that I had the chance to be surrounded with people that all their families and parents and friends have their own business. So it was very much entrepreneurial university where I attended. And I I said, I got to get in business, right? Mm -hmm. But I had no business being in business, no, (laughs) no, no money to do that or anything. And I started little by little with a friend of mine, a small business. And after that, got me the chance to to meet my my girlfriend at the time now my bride that we worked together for some time mm-hmm. and when when things uh, after five six years of struggles and and successes we had like a a solid small business that it was very good to us okay. but it wasn't really a good fit between me and my my friend partner at the time mm-hmm. so i decided to go in a different direction and i asked her so should we start all over again should we go and move in a different direction and, and go to a different city because we're living in, uh, in somewhere in mexico yeah. and she's like you know what let's go to the u.s my parents are already there uh why don't we do something there right and we were getting married so i said like okay so if we can do that let's let's get it going and hmm. and i was able to uh not ever having a, a per se job Sure. So I said, what am I going to do? And, and I realized that real estate was one of the vehicles that a lot of people have amassed a fortune, mm-hmm. created wealth, and I was very attractive to it. And, yes. and I said, you know what? Real estate is going to be sales are sales. So I think that I can learn that. And then later on, I start understanding how you can create wealth and how you can actually have your own real estate portfolio and how you can do that and started selling real estate back in 2003 in El Paso, Texas. Wow. Okay. So back in 2003, and, and what an amazing journey kind of going through and, and that entrepreneurial spirit and fire that's inside of you. And obviously to, to kind of bring that state side and really look at it from real estate. So uh, I understand where you're coming from with the, the opportunity and for growth and development into the real estate world. So what was it like in your career from 2003 to today, David? Because 
you're absolutely impeccable. I mean, your reputation is just through the roof and the people love and respect you for what you do. And you've accomplished so much just in the real estate space and world that way. So what was your career path like to today? Well, I think that I don't know if it is just the immigrant mentality, but, but, but I know that we're all wired very similar uh, when we're in real estate because we're uh, like self-employed. So you're entrepreneur, you, you either don't like a, a boss or you maybe just want the opportunity that, that allows you to be uh, unemployed and going every day to make a living on a commission base instead of a salary, right? Right. So, so that, it was like my mom, I remember back in the day, they were just to throw you the newspaper and say like, go ahead and get a real job instead of the sales <laughs> kind of thing. So I think oh, that wow. all of that builds up for you to say, okay, so I have to eat what I kill. I have to go ahead and make any, any day a good day because if not, I come back with empty hands and, and that doesn't help my, my business, right? right? So in 2003, I came to El Paso with not knowing anybody, uh -huh. trying to figure out the few people that my in-laws and friends had that I can go and ask them for business and refer me to somebody who was looking to buy or sell. Right. So I, I completed a couple of sales. So I got kind of like acclimated to it. Uh -huh. Credit and all of that was very new to me. So I understood rapidly that I'm finding a good lending partner that helps you understand the whole mm -hmm. uh, system it was great so that got me to say if if people are struggling i can help them get a deal with the right loan and that actually applies all the way up till now because if you don't have the right person then uh, deals fall apart because of lack of financing or lack of mm -hmm. people who delivered what they said that they were going to deliver well said so so i pretty much started learning that and that got me to do like about 15, 17 sales the first year. And then the second year, I just went back and doubled that with their friends, uh, people referred me to somebody else. The, the third year, I doubled that. So I got another 60, 70 sales. And the fourth year was my biggest year on personal production. Wow. With 110 sales, helping people with a part-time assistant hmm. and just running crazy every day. <laughs> <laughs> Truly crazy. Yeah. Yes. And I understood that that it wasn't, I don't know why. I didn't know about teams. I didn't know about really a lot of things, but I but I was just like on a mission to help friends and help people that they referred me hmm. and do the best that I could to provide them a good service and being high touch with them. Wow. And 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 I realized that that I that I love doing that and I love the the adrenaline of it, but at the mm -hmm. same time. I said, I don't know if I can actually just double, double, double like I've been doing it. And I don't know if, if I do it, uh, how much, something is going to get. Either right. I'm going to get a heart attack, I'm going to not go home until like midnight and, and oh. it's much, or I'm going to, I had already a baby at the time. So I said, like, wow. I'm not going to see my, my, my baby, my family. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a divorce. Something's going to happen, right? right. So I, I was just like, this is not sustainable long term. Mm -hmm. And then, you're so busy working that you don't realize the rest of the stuff on your business uh, because you're like in, in the trenches in the business. Uh, so yeah. I, I started seeing how much I was paying my broker, what systems could I implement, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that got me from starting with Cobalt Bankers uh, my fifth year. I, I was the number one agent in the city. I was the number one agent in my office. And I said, like, uh, I, I think that there's something wrong. And then, boom, mm -hmm. like 2007 hit. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm just like, in Texas, we saw it earlier. Okay. So I saw the adjustment and, and 11 closings didn't fund. Wow. And I, I was just like, there's something that I'm not, I don't know about it. Mm -hmm. And I understood that I needed to learn that piece and, and mm -hmm. reinvent myself from just not being only solo, but mm -hmm. figuring out now I have an assistant. Now, what else can I build into my now business, not just a career for real estate wow. and truly say, how can I get this to continue growing without me going crazy, right? Yeah. So I did that and, and going to your question. So I started that. I went through that situation and challenge and there was like some disruption, you can say. Sure. And from that point on, I, I decided to go ahead and either get in a different office, business, mm -hmm. company, start my own. I went for Remax for six months trying to build, uh, get, get my own franchise. But, but I realized that the person that I was going to go partner with, they wanted to, for me to bail them out. So it didn't work out. So I went back into oh. a brokerage because everything was falling apart in 2007, eight. Right. And, and I ended up moving to another company and for five years. I started a relationship that I was selling a lot of new homes hmm. that I developed the relationship with a builder developer. Wow. And all of a sudden, that year was hard, 08, but 09, I got back on the game. Hmm. I mean, from going to like a 25 to 30% that I lost my, my production, yeah. I built it back up and stay focused. And hmm. the following year, I was able to list a couple of homes and new homes and a couple more and a couple more and ended up selling about 600 homes that year. Unreal. By, wow. by listing a lot of these small to regional builders, local builders. Hmm. And, and from that point on, now I created a business. Hmm. So it was solo practitioner, now having a little bit of a business. Now I started putting a couple of people to, with me that it was a group, not per se a team. Sure. Learn about that. And then we kept on building and, and getting more, more, more sellers and more buyers and more people through the, these developer relationships. Hmm. And then later on, that got me to say, now I'm definitely need more structure for teams sure keller williams five years later wow learn all about that and that got me to a different situation where now i was doing uh something different that i will pause and i think that this is going to be maybe useful for some people listening sure but i said you know what this is good and now i i really can take a break and I, I used to go like on a trip and my, my wife will hate me for like the first couple of days because <laughs> okay. I couldn't disconnect, right? Oh, yeah. And then sure. two days later that I disconnect, I want to get back because I say like I'm losing business and, and I want to get back. So she will hate me again right before coming back. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> but, but at least the business was growing and I had the, the fortune of having a great admin, mm. a great support, great people that helped me. And then friends of mine that we were like get, gathering like on a team concept kind of thing. Sure. Once I finally formalized it on Keller Williams, I, I, I was really like a team with people with the fine roles and doing stuff. I was very fortunate that all of these guys continue to actually grow and learn and push each other. And we helped together to do it wow. because at that point, I had something that I never expected where my daughters mm -hmm. decided to to go to Los Angeles where we now live. Okay. Pursuing a dream of becoming actors. Oh, wow. And, and I said, you know what? I mean, you're nine years old and I don't know if this is going to be 
something that you're really just excited for now and nothing is really going to happen later on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, dad, but I want to be like a singer and I want to be an actor. And the little mm-hmm. ones was like, yeah, sign me up as well. <laughs> and Gosh. ended up being something that I said, okay, let's talk about it. And day mm-hmm. after day after day for six months, they keep on pushing that wow. until we said, okay, let's move. And mm-hmm. I will commute back and forth. And at that point, I wasn't going to lose my business for 10 years that I built in Texas, but I needed to do something different to support them. Like if they were going to college, right? Some people right. see it later. Some mm-hmm. people see it soon. I, I, I was blessed in a way to see it soon and push me to do that. Sure. And then I started like selling myself that I could get business in California, mm-hmm. but I needed to figure out how to do it. So I set up a team that expansion teams became a thing uh, within my world and, sure. and, and working remotely. And later on, I was able to get some of the builder developers to come and start like building in, in, in California Love and it. get surrounded by some other people to actually develop the team. Hmm. Luckily to say and to report, my daughters did make it on the entertainment world. My oh. daughter is like a superhero with Marvel. The other one is also in like a couple of different videos and shows and programs. And right now there's like, a, I think, a new music video that she's coming out there. so so it worked for them it worked for us as family Mm -hmm. was very challenging it was a lot of traveling back and forth sure and and that was up until last year and just to wrap it up yeah yeah going in any direction ended up being to the point that i said you know what expenses for the team are way off the roof sure working remotely some somewhat more challenging every time Mm -hmm. finding the right leaders to run those teams are expensive. So I was becoming like a broker without having a brokerage uh-huh. and using those kind of expenses and, 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 and systems and support and things for more people other than just me and my, my clients and my friends. Hmm. And I ended up finding out that new systems were out there and moved to EXP recently this wow. uh, beginning of the year pretty yeah. much by saying I can cut all the expenses. I can hmm. still work remote. I can have more opportunities for the people on my team. Hmm. And once again, going from solo to now having a little business to working now with builders and developers hmm. and now saying, what's next for me and the reinvention of my business wow. is just like going back to the original thing that drove me that is like hmm. a massive fortune, create sure. wealth through real estate and invest in real estate because I said, I know Greg and I know a lot of people like Greg and people all over the country that we can refer business and understand different markets. I have clients that I have incubated through years and years of working with them and helping them and their families. Hmm. And, and, and I have a little bit of experience as far as like how the market behaves so I can sure. help them buy hmm. and have a rental property, have a second home, have a duplex, triplex, or maybe an apartment complex. And now let's help them build wealth through real estate and that's where we are right now david that that entire timeline is absolutely incredible and i love the fact that you're talking about growth and evolution and learning and surrounding yourself with great people and i love the fact that you had focused not just solely on your business but had the foresight to say if i keep doing things a certain way the outcome isn't necessarily what i would like you didn't have to experience the pain that way to the ultimate extent to make changes and, and focusing on your family is obviously so beautiful and congratulations on, on everything with the family and that sort of, I mean, that's just absolutely a great story going through and, and, and a huge representation as to who you are. But I want to go 
deeper into you as a person, an individual. And you've already mentioned a few notes, but talking about your why, David, I mean, what, what drives you, what motivates you, gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level that you do it at? What are your drivers? What are your whys? Man, um, I'll, I'll share that with you and be very transparent about it. Yeah. But, but I realized something uh, that being in a position like you, that we like to be exposed to other great thinkers and people mm -hmm. that are making it happen, you get those coaches or men, uh, mentors and mm -hmm. you understand one thing a little bit later until really you're frustrated, right, with it. Sure. And, and I realized that what drove me at the beginning and my why at the beginning wasn't necessarily my why later on. Sure. And at the beginning, I was like, I'm brand new. I need mm -hmm. to learn. I need to get it going. And, and my goal was like, okay, I got to get the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I said like, okay, I, I now need to get to being the number one in the office for mm -hmm. the number, for the recognition or for the income or for whatever, right? Right. Later on, you get that. It's like, well, I got to get the one in the city. I got to <laughs> get one. And in my company, I was very fortunate that when I was with ERA, I was the number one agent with the company for nationwide for three, four years in a row. Unreal. And, and, and then you do that and you're like, this is super cool. And I loved it. But, but the mo more than anything, it, it allowed me to say, I'm visible, but I want to help some other friends. And then I, I was mm -hmm. pouring into all these guys and, and building a team and teaching them. And I truly love that. And I think mm -hmm. that is either because of my family's background of education yeah, or educators or because I really found the passion of like teaching people and doing mm -hmm. that. And the business came faster because I was just helping others. Wow. So mm -hmm. when, when now I'm in LA, I think that I, I understood that it was a different why it was my family, get them situated and all of that. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I said, I'm starting all over again. Hmm. So it was a different why. It was very, very challenging at the very beginning because I, I thought that I understood the, the business and the industry, sure. but the market was so different that I needed to understand that, that, that kicked my butt for a couple of months <laughs> or close to the first year. Sure. Luckily, I still have the business in Texas that, I, that, that carried me over while I was figuring things out. Wow. So, so the thing about it is that I said, okay, so, so you can never be complacent. So you have to always start digging, like you said, deep into what really gets you going. And for me now, I think what gets me really going is the fact of what I can build. And I'm a little late in my career to start building this, but, but after you go up and down, you start losing track of what's important. Mm -hmm. And I thought that at a point in time was important for me, either the, the recognition or the team or like the, the growth or, or whatever. And at the end of the day, I think that you have to first say, okay, I'm never going to lose track mm -hmm. of regardless of any market of regardless of any circumstance with my business. Yes. Continue growing and building and doing what I do and teaching people. Hmm. whether it is my team or my clients or new prospects, but mostly how can I do this for the next five years or 10 years? Because if I get into 10 years, now I'm going to be in my fifties. Oh, wow. And then I'm going to say like, do I still want to sell real estate every day hmm. or I don't? And, and hmm. I say like, I don't want to be that person that has to wake up and do it because you have to. Right. But but because you said, I I 
I deal with this. I help my clients get what they want, mm-hmm. get the right property, get the right project, get the right income property that gives them revenue, mm-hmm. stuff, build their, their, their retirement and all of that. And I say like, you go through ups and downs and you have to start selling some properties and figuring out things and make mistakes or whatever. Yeah. And I said, now I want to go ahead and really focus on building my own. And mm-hmm. by building my own, I'm going to be sharing that with people. How is it happening? Mm-hmm. How can I help them do that and avoid the mistakes that me and other friends are making so we can go faster into that process and be able to say, now the future for the next five years, it is how many properties can I buy, develop, mm-hmm rent have and hold turn into a duplex triplex and then into like a small apartment complex do that stuff and then 10 years from now i just have to just really relax and i accomplish what i originally was my why sure and passion to actually be in real estate Uh, david but that breaks it down so beautifully and that's a continuation of what we've talked about so far is evolution really just growing and changing and your original why has adjusted throughout those changes, right? And and career and paths and and, and wants and desires. And I I think that that's a huge takeaway for everybody who's watching or listening to this right now is it's okay to adjust and to to think outside the box. And and it's not just about us. It's about everybody in our lives that we can affect, our our team members and and our communities that we're involved with and and looking about long-term growth and development and and really having that power to, to, like you said, not have to wake up and do this, but do it because you want to and you love to, but not out of a necessity. Um, and then I think that gives us more power. It's not so much the money, it's the time. It's the flexibility on how we live our lives. And, and you're living proof of that, my friend, to continue to grow and go through. So it's, it's beautiful what you said. I mean, and the time, I think that is the most important because you really cannot do anything without time. Right. And health. I mean, we've seen it right now through this pandemic. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you find that you have the time and then you cannot, you're constrained by not being able to move or do something. Luckily, sure. we're healthy, but yeah. there's some people that are having a hard time with that as well. Right. And there's nothing that we can do if we don't have the, the, the time in front of us. So hmm. we got to act on what we have so far and then continue, right? Well said, David. Well said. And and I want to, uh, I want to segue because this is a beautiful uh, time frame to do this with the actual question, which really everybody tunes into because they want to learn from the Titans and how they've grown and scaled their business. So it's a crowd pleaser out there, but this is the, if you could look back at your career and pick or choose one or two things that you might've added to your business or adjusted that you really saw it go from one level to the next. What's that for you, David? What advice would you give out to a seasoned pro or somebody who's just getting involved? That sort of thing. So I think, and I don't know if we're still there because I, oh, yeah. I you're lost st- you for a second. You're still there. Yep. Okay, perfect. Good. So I, I believe that, that when we're going through that growth, um, sometimes we grow faster than mentally. Uh-huh. And it, it faster either in production or like in our uh, uh, sales or our income than, than what we prepare mentally for it. And then we think that we are it, right? Sure. And, and if you don't get to be a, a, a little bit more humble and understand that 
that at that point, some people that have walked through that couple of times over can, are, are certainly guiding you and giving you like a good advice here because what's going to happen, we can go better and can reinvent and rewrite history. I don't appreciate that a lot of people are geniuses and they're doing a lot of great things. Hmm. That I, sometimes we may say by, by trying or a little bit directly, we can look at and and everything's right. So I think it's a being really and go after it when you are for your soul still that can get like and get a real long gets you there faster instead okay. of just being on your own and then, and then just being stuck with the same thing right right i so got I, you back so i don't know if we were no no no. It was, it was it was good it, it cut off for a second so i, I apologize anybody who's uh, watching or listening but the internet connection got a little fuzzy there but but uh, no david i i think that going back to the key points um and let's just readdress it just in case anybody didn't hear it so uh just key points as to what you would recommend adding or taking to your business and takeaways, things like that. I just want to make sure everybody heard it just in case it cut so, out. So have a plan mm -hmm. and execute, really execute on it. Don't be afraid of making those mistakes. And if you make them, I think I've, now that I'm thinking again, okay. the biggest thing is that when you make a mistake, mm -hmm. don't dwell on the mistake for long get on it, dust yourself off right away and move on because Love it. that mistake won't define you unless you let it happen. Oh, so if you beautiful. actually just say, oh, I screwed up. So say like, okay, understand why you made, um, made a miscalculation. You screw mm -hmm. up on that. Learn from it, but right away, get back on the horse and do it. Because the more that you think about it and then you're like, like, uh, you're miserable about it. I think what they said is misery needs, uh, I mean, uh, what, what is it? Requires and misery likes company, that sort of like thing. Company, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're there for a while. And by the time that you get back on that, I mean, you lost momentum, you lost money, you lost your energy. And then you start questioning. And I have tell this to people, I have said this to people. I said like, then you start doubting, not the circumstances or what happened, but you start doubting yourself. And when you wow. doubt yourself, I believe that that is the worst thing that it can happen because you mm -hmm. start little by little eating up pieces of your, your, your mind, your soul, and then you start losing faith. And then you start getting into like a really nasty place. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you're stuck there for a while. So until right. you really say, this was a mistake, so on, I mean, 
I forgive myself, I screw it up and I'm moving on and then, okay, I learn from it, let's get on it and let's go after it and let's go after it. I think that that will be one of the best things that you could do because if not, it takes you a long time and some people don't even make it. And I think right now, going forward, there are a lot of people that are not gonna make it because they didn't plan enough or they didn't have yeah. what it takes for to be prepared for this out of, out of the, this world experience about the pandemic. Yeah. And you, you gotta say, okay, I screwed up, let's move on, right? Hmm. And when you're talking about that though, David, I mean, there's so many beautiful takeaways and thought processes to what you're going through. I know that the audience is absolutely loving what you're saying because at the end of the day, we have to not get inside of our own heads in a negative way. And there's, there's lots of, um, you know, hiccups and, and, and peaks and valleys and, and, uh, you know, one bad phone call or one, one bad closing or, or, you know, transaction or thought process that way. And it can just be a slippery slope. So I think the mindset and the positivity are there and, and really just looking at your business and is it future proofing? And, and is it something that, uh, no matter what happens in this world, are we continuing to move forward Is the momentum there? Uh, so I think that everything that you said and then some is absolutely incredible. And, and again, everybody can pause this, rewind it and, and really learn, um, exactly direct through David. And I think that this is, um, really, really important to note, um, all the way through and through. So David, I do want to go into the next question. Now, this is actually the tricky part of the particular series and the, uh, interview process this way. It ends up being the challenge question. So I want to throw this out to you. All right. Looks it. It look. David looks like it jumped out and then it it jumped back on. So, are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. I can't see you, but we are live. We're still we're still streaming. Let me let me check out the. And I apologize, everybody out there. This is live. This is what happens, right? So, um, we're we're def we're definitely j jumping back on here in a second. I can I can hear you, uh, David, but it's very choppy. Um, so let me go ahead and make sure that okay. we're still. Yeah, so I can see you, and it's live. Uh -huh. And I'm sorry about that. I mean, let me. I just went ahead and reset it. My 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 camera. Yeah, I don't see you, but I hear you perfectly fine. Yeah, I see, I see you there now. There so you I, are. Yeah, I'm here. I, your your box you is black. Me? Yeah, I can hear you, and and I just can't see you right now. But everybody, we're gonna get it back on it. Don't worry. David's gonna jump on. So bear with us. Um, let's just kind of go through here. If not, we can uh, we can definitely have 2.0. Um, you know, when it comes down to it. But I think we're still we're still good right now. Well, I hear you and I see you. So hopefully you can do that. Same. Yeah, as, as long as you can hear me, that's perfect, David. So let, let's go into the, the next one. And again, everybody, I apologize. We're, we're back up ready to rock and roll. So um, when it comes down to the, the fourth question, this is tricky because it's the challenge question, right? So we all have challenges in our lives and we all have struggles. Uh, no one's exempt, whether they're personal or professional. But I really am a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but what we can learn and share and how we respond that really makes a difference. So, uh, and not downplaying pain or sorrow because we all have things that we deal with. However, um, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge that you overcame, you came stronger because of it, 
what's that look like for you, David? Um, I really think that uh, it goes back to what we were just talking about. Um, okay. We, uh, I had some challenges in many different ways, like from either challenging deals mm-hmm. or, or challenging relationships with some people on my team or like challenging rela- uh, situations with my, with my family because of business I'm traveling or going or whatever. Uh, the last two years or so, I, I was very honored to to be leading one real estate organization that actually got me to travel quite a bit. And wow. then you're saying, okay, I'm doing all of this for a lot of, for the commitment that I made with, with people, with the organization, mm-hmm. but, and then now I'm, I'm like uh, some other part of my, my world is actually hurting because of it. Wow. So I think that every single time, some, one of the biggest challenges that, all of us might be facing and, and at least I can speak for myself sure. is that I'm very much uh, invested in a relationship with anybody that I come across with. Hmm. And because of that, I don't want to disappoint people. I'm not afraid of it, but, but I don't want to. I mean, that is not my intention. Right. Uh, if it happens to be, I'm very open and, and transparent to say things and then have a conversation and, and, and say, I made a mistake or you made a mistake. But, but I always think that the moment that you come into a, um, a different expectation from what originally happened at the very beginning, ah. there's always a miscommunication. And, and we were talking earlier and about evolution, right? And growth. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I connect initially and we have this expectation. And then everything else changes around us. So we have to evolve and grow with it, hmm. or we have to have a, 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 make a stop or a pause and have that conversation again that, hey, things are different. And now we have to adjust our expectations from each other or from, from the deal or from the, the circumstances. And then moving from that point on, there's hmm. some people that adjust to it and right. there's some people that actually don't because they they went in with one expectation now they say like i don't want to adjust i don't want mm-hmm. to change you said this the situation was that the result that we're looking was this and now things change mm-hmm. and people when they don't adjust i mean then problems happen because of it and well when said. they do i i always come forward and be open and transparent and whatever is my fault, I, I, I own it and, and I make as much as I can to make it right. But it's always a relationship with everything, either with your lender, with an investor, with a friend, with a uh, teammate, with your office. It's always, I think that the real estate and the transaction at the end of the day, uh, not to put down our buyers or sellers as clients, but it's a transaction. Right. But the relationship that comes out of that is always when you do everything that you can and more hmm. and the other person doesn't think that it's enough because the expectation is different. Wow. And we all have had those deals that you did everything perfect. And then <laughs> a fly flew by and then something happened and, and, and the client is not happy because of it. <laughs> right. And, and you're like, I mean, what happened? So hmm. I did everything and the expectation was this but their expectation will change 
or had to be adjusted. And even if you have that conversation and you were honest and you were transparent and you share what can be done to make it right, hmm. the other person said, no, I don't want to hear it. And then tuned out and then that's it. Wow. So that's a, a big thing for me because hmm. I, I am very invested in those relationships sure. and it actually eats me alive. And, wow. and, and I recognize what it, what it is, but, and, and I can do sometimes something or sometimes mm-hmm. nothing because like we said, that person is never going to be enough, whatever you do, because it was not what they intended or what they expected from day one. Right. And they couldn't evolve and, and adjust to that. Hmm. I think at this time, going back to it, uh, yeah. is going to either help a lot of those situations and people get to be more more open and, and different. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that all of us have gone in, introspective as far as like, what is going to change coming out of it? What is not going to change? And like they said, a crisis is really a bad thing to waste. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. It's a terrible thing to waste. So hopefully all come out of it stronger and better wow. and understand that. And, and challenges we're always going to have, but it's mm-hmm. just how you approach them and how you can just go ahead and tackle it. And then if you're honest and upfront and have the right intentions and have a conversation with people can really come to the meanings of the mind. I think that that's all that you can ask for. So wow. for me, it's being just about like recognizing, say like, okay, Greg, something changed mm-hmm. and I had to do with it or you had to deal with it or none of us, but now we have to change and adapt and evolve. Right. And if we're not willing to make those adjustments in our expectations and then go forward, mm-hmm. then it's going to be an issue. And hopefully we can come together to that and recognize it and understand and, and move on. Right. Wow. I, I think that's super powerful. You know, when you're talking about being, uh, you know, sharing that with everybody, David, cause it's not easy to do to talk about vulnerability or things that we're, you know, concerned about or that we address. But I, I think the big reason is cause you care, you care about others and you want the best, you know, outcome and you understand that things are constantly changing. It doesn't matter. Every transaction, every client that you're working with, every friend and conversation that you have, uh, they are always changing. Even if it's the same framework, there's different results. So, but the expectations have to be set. And I think that the people that are involved in that conversation or transaction, they have to know that things happen and it's for the greater good. And if they can't position or evolve or understand that, Hey, this was what we did. This is adjusted. We're still going to get to the the finish line. Um, and, and I love the fact that you said, and there's so many people that are literally nodding their heads or, or, or following along with us right now where they say, no matter how good you are at what you do and how much you care and how many details are there, there's always going to be somebody who's just never satisfied. And at the end of the day, we can't reflect that or project that back on ourselves. That was talking about more what you were saying earlier. It's the mindset. Don't let that thing take you down, right? Try to do the best you can and move on. Um, you're not going to please everybody. And quite frankly, you don't have to. I mean, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope. And I just, I love how honest and it shows a ton of humility and integrity, David. So thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's not easy to do, but uh, I do want to go to a softer question. So this one is uh, actually one of my favorites. It's the travel back in time. So if you could travel back in time, David, any time frame, any age range to give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to your younger self? I'll throw this out there too. It's not necessarily to change who you are, because the positive and negatives that you've been through in your life so far made you the man you are today. But with all that being said, what would you say to young David? Um, 
have very, and I, and it's hard because you said that it was softer, but I think it's harder. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, I think that you say, um, I have always had very clear uh, goals and mm -hmm. ambition, aspirations and all of that. But like I said, sometimes you get too involved into other things and mm -hmm. distract you from the main objective. Right. And, and for me, it will be just like, be very, very focused hmm. and don't let anything or anyone detract you from really just stay on course with your goal. Wow. And if your goal it is uh, help a lot of friends and clients, mm -hmm. if, it, if it is just like be the best parent, if it is just to sell as much real estate or make as much money or whatever it is, mm -hmm. if you find the real purpose to that, and then a way that you can deliver good mm -hmm. uh, like a service for that in return. Sure. And if it is positive, I'm sure that you're going to get that goal. Wow. And that's, that's what it has happened to me. And that's my intent and my, my refocus in, in, in this stage of my life to do so. Wow. And, and I'm saying just if I stay more focused at any given time before, and you will have a system or a process or a checkpoint for me to say, hey, you're derailing or you're just mm -hmm. like going here, but the come yeah. back, come back, come back faster. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think that that will be one of the best advice. And it's, it's, wow. it's challenging, it's hard, it's being good at, at the right, I will, wouldn't change it, but, but I know that I could have done much better by just being more conscious and aware and focused on doing the things that that, that always have gotten me to move ahead. Wow. I, and David, I, I love that question because, right, we can't travel back in time. We can't change, but we can influence our future by what we're doing today. And yeah. that advice is great for everybody who's watching or listening, myself included, because what we focus on is what we become, whether it's yeah. positive or negative. And what we put our time and effort into is what grows, right? It's that adage, the grass isn't always greener. It's green where you water it, right? Uh, so I, I think that that's something that's thrown out there too. In my mind, visually, as you were talking about um, kind of staying the course, if you will, it just popped into my head, uh, you know, cars with lane assist. And if you're kind of going on the line, beep, 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 it lets you know that you're off the road. And, you know, so I think that everybody focusing on that message that you just said, we're going to be better off. And you mentioned it beautifully, not just financially or career goals but if you want to be the best husband or or wife or, or or best you know mother or father or best sibling you know that that's something that you need to really focus on and and, and prioritize what matters in your life and in your world whether it's your health your spirituality your career path and your relationships all those things i think you, if we had that lane assist and yeah. we weren't, you know, bumping off that side. Of the I love that, David. I mean, and, and when you say that right now, I think that is a great, great analogy. And that lane assist, sometimes we see it in a way or we feel it. I think that we start feeling it first. Mm -hmm. And then we don't act on it. And like uh, uh, you, you feel that something is off, but then you start like rationalizing and finding like a, BS, why you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Uh, and I remember one thing that I don't know why the image came to me when you yeah. were saying that. My little daughter, for about a, I mean, a year, wow. uh, to be honest with you, probably, she said, 
why are you still struggling with this person? Huh. And that person was somebody on, on my team. There were like two instances with two different individuals for some time that huh. she told me. And, and she, I mean, right now she just turned 15. So it was like a few years ago. She could have been like 10, 11, 12, something huh. that she said. Why are you still, why is that person still there in your world? And I was like, oh, because of they do this and they do that and he or she or whatever. Mm. And I was rationalizing that, but, but I sense that if I would have been like, this is real, my focus. And this is like the latency is happening is beeping mm. and I don't listen to it and I don't do anything about it. Uh. I think that if I have, if I have the, the, the way of measuring that and I'm not acting on it, shame on me so so yeah it's crazy man yeah i I love that huge advice out there and again these takeaways are so beautiful david i absolutely love it i I want to we got two questions left and we're almost there so this is actually the secondary crowd pleaser when it comes down to it and everybody tunes in because again they want to learn further from the titans so this is the feeding of the mind question and this ends up being uh books you're reading or read that inspired you that you really enjoy or podcasts you're listening to uh influencers influencers or coaches um any kind of uh, conventions that you enjoy going to generally how you're feeding your mind david man that's really important for all of us and and that's what i said uh, starting this uh this meeting man that what you're doing is fantastic because honestly what you're going out there, I'm sure that you get a lot of it, but people sometimes don't have that privilege mm-hmm. to having this information available to them without having to either travel, spend thousands of dollars or oh. things like that. And you going out there to, because who you are and, and, and your prestige and your, and your reach to a big audience, you get connected with people that people couldn't actually have access to them. Uh-huh. So I've been able to really be very fortunate to have access to people like yourself and many others that are incredible in, ahead of the game in many ways for, uh, that I am. And, and I've just been listening every single time, mm-hmm. being uh, uh, very learning based and ver- very much like a, attentive to being any opportunity can turn into like a great thing that you can walk out of there. And, and now do something with it, right? Because like have, reading, I mean, like a book, like getting information from a book is like a two-part uh, process. Buying the book and sometimes like I already bought it and that's it. Yeah. And then the second one is reading it. Yes. And then the most important one, I will add a third one is like doing something with it. But I um, love that. I, I, I have gotten, I think when I started in this journey about like not only personal growth, but business, the, the first book, that impacted my life was Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yeah. And I've seen that on your, web, on your Facebook page and everything, mm-hmm. pictures of it and whatever. Yeah. I think that is like an, uh, an incredible education. And, and I picked it back again and now we're reading it with my family and all oh. of that is fantastic. Unreal. It's totally different meaning in different ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one is great. I went back into like the investment part that I'm talking about the re- reinventing and discovering Mm-hmm. What is it my goal for the next five years? And, and basic stuff like, like even uh, rich dad, poor dad, and talking about like the investment quadrant and all of it has been mm-hmm. great. Love I mean, it. I will tell you a lot of things about like uh, coaches for real estate for, mm-hmm. oh, how to generate the lead or how to do social media or how to do all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is great. And that is something very tactical that you got to do like on a day-to-day thing. 
but I think that stuff that I'm talking about is more like mindset mm. and uh, I'm a big fan and follower of Tony Robbins and his stuff that he does. Yes. I mean, that is like fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then Ray Dalio with like, it's a, it's a guy that right now has even about principles for life and business mm -hmm. and everything that is fantastic. So wow. that gets you to start feeding and I'm going to brainwash mode. Yeah. I, mean, I tell myself that and I, and I tell people around me, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm on a brainwash myself again mm -hmm. and going into that and then all of a sudden that's all you can hear from me and until it becomes part of me and I have it and then all of a sudden I say okay I I'm acting on 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 this thing here hmm. that my life needed at the time and then wow. I move on to the next one move on to the next one and hopefully just circle back into sometimes the same or maybe some other new things like Ray Dali is a, a new addition to it Wow. I, David, when you're talking about the, the diversity of how you're learning and growing, it's beautiful representation of what everybody should be looking up to and aspiring to go through is, you know, obviously reading and then rereading and then talk, taking it to another level of reading this information or, or, or going over this information with family. That's a whole nother level. And, and really uh, getting the ins inspiration from mindset and motivation, I think is crucial and key. And I just love that. I mean, surrounding yourself with great people, learning from others and uh, but the takeaway into that, and hopefully everybody heard this, if not, please rewind it, listen to it again or watch it again. But, you know, the three parts, so buying whatever it is, listening or reading it, and then applying it. That applied knowledge is so important because you can have a library full of books collecting dust, or you could have three books that you know inside and out that you've read 40 times or listened to 40 times, and you actually apply to have an action and a result. That's where real I success is. You, man. Yeah. I want to challenge you, Greg, and anyone yes, who's, who's watching and listening because I don't know, but I realized this uh, uh, back into our mistakes, right? Hmm. And I said, I have so many great conversations about life and business that have helped me and have helped uh, some of these people that I interact with. Mm -hmm. and, or we go to these conferences and we spend money and time and all of this and we get it and we share it with our business partners team mm -hmm. teammates stuff like that or peers and we don't do it enough in our family and i was i cut myself and mm -hmm. saying that's bullshit right how in the heck my daughters are gonna have to learn this from somebody else mm -hmm. where they when they have the information at home from me wow and, and I said, I'm going to make it a point that we can go and say, you have to learn about this and you have to challenge me and you have to hold me accountable and you have to question me. Why am I doing it or not doing it? Mm -hmm. Because I said, if you learn it and you learn it before, and then we keep it a, a habit to do it here at the house. And, and they understand that there are a few years that they're still going to be with me. They're not adults, but still. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to check out and be out of their lives, even if they want me to. No. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm saying I still have a little bit of control of their environment that I can push that. And I'm saying I'm going to teach it to them because if I, I really don't do it and, and I have that information, shame on me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge you to do more with your family. Yes. I'm going to yes. challenge everybody to do more with their family. And, and, some, and we're not perfect. And when, they, when I'm talking about something that I – that I know and I'm not having the results that I wanted because of that information, that keeps me accountable to them to say, 
oops, I got to get back on it, right? Right. No, and David, thank you so much for the challenge. And everybody out there, please take that seriously. You're listening, you're watching. Um, I do for sure. And, and uh, you know, our daughter is just going to be two in July. And um, it, it's, it, you got to start. You got to start. And the younger, the better. And that interaction and engagement, I think, is crucial. And, and family is the, the most important unit. Um, you know, out there. And uh, I think that it all stems from there. And, and yeah, why not? Why would, why would you have your children or any of your friends or family members learn these things from other sources when you know better? So, I mean, but I've never, I never thought of it that way, David, but that's why as you're saying these things and having these beautiful conversations, you know, an individual to your level and thought process and just really, really understanding walking the talk and practicing what you preach, you get to have so many beautiful conversations as do I, but it, not everybody does. So take advantage of, you know, the, your peers, take advantage of the people that you look up to and respect and have a conversation, right? We're in a weird time right now. So we can't buy somebody a cup of coffee or a beer and sit down that way face to face, but we can get on the phone. We can get on zoom or, or Skype and, and, and have these cultivated conversations, but really grow and learn from others. And David, you're your information is just absolutely incredible. And, and for everybody out there, I'm going to have links in the comments down below. Please follow David on every platform. We have, you know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, I'll have links down below. Check out the website, really engage with this man. Hopefully I'm not throwing you under the bus, David. Oh, but that's uh, awesome, man. I mean, I love this. That is something that fills my tank. And, and, and sometimes it's just not from a, a from just clients. I mean, uh, I think that people that are going in the business, if, if we are recognizing that we can help somebody mm. and, and avoid them time and avoid them uh, time uh, mis mistakes and everything, and they mm. can go faster through this path that we're maybe at the same point or ahead. I mean, mm. they're going to learn. And, and sometimes you're going to find out that we learn more by doing so because it gets you back into that mindset and gets you to, to actually be aware of something that you were not paying attention at that point. Oh, I love this. I, I could have conversations like this all day long, David. I absolutely love it. Hey, I'm so sad that it's all over with right now because we got one question left and I know everybody's like, oh gosh, come on. But please reach out to David. I'll have all links down below. But this last question ends up being a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for David Acosta? Man, we've been watching The Last Dance, okay? Mm -hmm. And we watched the last episode yesterday with Michael Jordan. It was so okay. amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, this guy just did it, dude. Mm -hmm. And he was just, like, relentless and just did it. And obviously, he's very Nike and everything, but I think I just do it, man. Just do it. Just <sighs> go for it. Do it. Love that. I mean, that attitude and mentality obviously stems from the very beginning up to where you're at now and reflecting into the communities and your family and everything. Just do it. Listen to what this man is saying. Just do it. Take action. Go for it. I mean, evolve. This has been such a rich and beautiful episode, David. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are a true real estate titan, my friend. So that is a, you're a dubbed titan. That's a thing. So, uh, but yeah, thank you so much, David. It was an honor to have you on the show. Greg, thank you so much. I mean, it was a pleasure and a privilege. And man, I enjoy every time that we have like this. So, I mean, let's let's go ahead and 
let me know if there's anything that I can do for you or anybody that in your audience. I mean, it'll, it'll be my honor, man. Thank you. Love it. Love. It. I look forward to our next conversation for sure, David. No doubt. Everybody out there, thank you as well for your time and attention, your love and support. Uh, if you like what we're doing here for Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like the Facebook, Instagram, subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do have to give our uh, sponsor a shout out, Linebolt Media. If you're looking to grow and scale your business on the digital end in real estate, really leverage and automate certain systems to generate massive amounts of attention and traffic to your markets, please visit the website alignboltmedia.com. We are live here at the Real Estate Titans every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, David. Bye-bye.